Good morning. A very warm welcome to our service of worship. And as we gather together to worship God, may you know God's loving presence with you. So let's still our hearts before God in prayer. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that you call us today to come together to worship you and to focus on all that you are to us and all that you have given us. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your great love for us, your faithfulness, and Lord, that you call out to us in every time of our lives to respond to you. We ask, Lord, as we come together today, as we meet together, that you would help us to know your presence and your peace, that you would renew us in, by your word and your spirit. And Lord, we confess our need for you, our need for forgiveness and renewal. And Lord, we confess that we have sinned in word and deed and thought. And so we ask, Lord, for your forgiveness and cleansing by your spirit. And Lord, help us to lay down any burdens that we may be carrying and know that we can trust in you because you care for us. So lead us now in our time of worship, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So let's come together in worship as we sing our first hymn today, Come Now Is The Time To Worship, Mission Praise number 1040.
Well, last week we were thinking about listening and paying attention, and today we're thinking about having conversations. And uh, I wonder if, uh, you know, what kind of conversations you've had today already, perhaps uh, just finding out from other people as we've met up uh, how they've been getting on. Well, you know, we have conversations with our friends and with our family, and uh, we use uh, our ears and our, our lips. We, we both listen and we speak, and that's, that's what conversation's about, not just about listening or not just about speaking. It's a combination of both. And... You know, one of the things that Jesus taught in, in the Bible is how we can have conversation with God because um, God's, uh, it's not really that God needs us to tell him what's going on with us because he already knows, but God wants us to have conversations with him because he really loves us and he wants us to spend time with him. And in the, the Bible, Jesus um, friends came to him, his disciples came to him because they noticed that every day Jesus would spend time having a conversation with God, his Father. He would take time to pray, often going away somewhere special that he could be by himself to uh, uninterrupted, un uninterrupted to have that time with God. And so they asked Jesus um, to teach them how to pray and to have a conversation with God too. And that's why Jesus gave us the special prayer, the, the Lord's Prayer, to help us see how to have a conversation with God. Now, it doesn't mean that the Lord's Prayer is the only prayer we can ever pray. It's, it's really just an example for us um, of the sort of things that we might want to have a conversation with God about. For example, um, we might want to remind ourselves of how good and how great God is um, because that, that, well, that's what we call praising God and we can also thank God for the things he's given us. And that helps us to, to trust that God will help us with whatever is going on with us or with those that we, uh, those that we are concerned about. And we can also, um, we can tell God if we're worried about something and um, he will help us to trust that he's got it covered so we don't need to worry. We can ask God for things that are going on with our family or those uh, around us, our neighbors. And if we've done something wrong, we can tell God and ask his forgiveness and help to do what's right and, and he does that. And we can ask God to guide us and to show us the right way when we're not sure what to do. And these are just some of the conversations that we can have with God. So let's uh, thank God that we can have conversations with him through our prayers and by listening to what he says to us in his word. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that you love us so much that you want us to spend time with you each day listening to what you want to tell us and hearing what we want to say to you. Help us make time each day to have conversations with you in prayer and reading your word, for we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to have uh, our next hymn, which is uh, well known. Um, the uh, if we could have the slide up, it's Our God is a Great Big God, and just to remind you of the actions, Our God is a Great Big God, Our God is a Great Big God, 
and he holds us in his hands. He's higher than a skyscraper. He's deeper than a submarine. And that was me pinching my nose, so that sounds a bit funny, isn't it? Uh, he's wider than the universe and beyond my wildest dreams. And he's known me and he's loved me since before the world began. How wonderful to be a part of God's amazing plan. And we can then clap at that point. So, um, you're welcome to stand and join in the action. So let's praise God, who is our great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God, and He holds us in His hands. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God, and He holds us in His hands. He's higher than a skyscraper. He's deeper than a submarine. He's wider than the universe and beyond my wildest dreams. And He's known me and He's loved me since before the world began. How wonderful to be a part of God's amazing plan. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God Our God is a great big God And He holds us in His hands Our God is a great big God Our God is a great big God Our God is a great big God And He holds us in His hands He is higher than a skyscraper He's deeper than a submarine Wider than the universe and beyond my wildest dreams. And he's known me and he's loved me since before the world began. How wonderful to be a part of God's amazing plan. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God and He holds us in His hands. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God and He holds us in His hands. 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 Well, we're going to continue um, with another story of faith. And this is a story which is just a demonstration of how our God is a great big God and he does hold us in his hands. And um, today uh, we've got a story from another story from the Bible Society um, of uh, the story of uh, a lady called Megan. And it uh, has uh, some, tells us about something that she went through. Um, and how God uh, touched her life and the lives of those around her as well. So let's, uh, let's hear the story of Megan from the Bible Society stories. Mm-hmm. 
I grew up going to church every Sunday, never questioned God's existence. But when I was 17, I decided that God was boring and I wanted to do my own thing. So I said, thank you, but no thank you to God. So I was driving home one evening when I was at sixth form. Um, it was a really wet, windy, dark night. Hit a large pool of water on the road and I'm told, I don't remember, um, but the car flipped over multiple times down a steep ravine and then I was airlifted to a specific one of the emergency department because the accident was so severe. So I spent a total of seven weeks in the intensive care unit, had really life-threatening injuries to pretty much all my organs, um, but the injury they were most concerned about was the traumatic brain injury, and they told my family if I was ever going to wake up, which they didn't think I would from the coma, um, they wouldn't have the same daughter or same sister back and um, my family were told to come say goodbye to me. There wasn't um, a moment where I woke up and thought, where am I, what's happened? It was a feeling and a feeling of complete peace and the presence of God and knowing that God loved me even though I turned my back unknown to me um, at the time in intensive care, but hundreds and hundreds of Christians across the world were praying for me. And they were praying for total healing um, of my body. And on one night where my family had to come and say goodbye to me, I know that there were 10,000 people in London praying for me. I spent over eight months in hospital in total, which was a really long time. Um, most of that was spent in neuro rehab, um, where I learned to walk again, I learned to go up the stairs again on my own, um, and I found out that I could still play the piano like I could before. And when my neurosurgeon saw me, she literally said, this is a miracle, because I'm a nurse. Having gone through such a life-changing experience and finding God in that hardship is probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. And it's changed my entire outlook on life, knowing that God is gonna be there, whatever the storm. And now I can confidently say, without a shadow of a doubt, that God brings hope to any situation. It's a wonderful story of um, how God brings hope to any situation, as, as uh, Lady Megan said, um, and hope and healing and uh, the power of prayer. Lots of people praying, um, and uh, it's just an encouragement to us that uh, um, we can pray um, for others, and uh, God moves in our prayers. Um, just a recap of our our Alpha course as well. Um, you might have seen the banner outside too. Um, please do consider coming along on online if you can, um, or if you know others that might be interested, um, the, it's a good way to do it. We have a, a film series which incorporates some um, people's testimonies as well. Some are very powerful testimonies of what God has been doing in their lives. So I'd encourage, um, encourage you to either come on that yourself or invite others to it and you can see it starts 15th of September. Well, let's uh, bring our prayers for others to God. Let's pray. 
Gracious God, we thank you that you are working in our world today, bringing hope and healing and new life. And we ask that you would teach us to discover the power of prayer and of praising you because you are our great God who is mighty to save. And Lord, we bring those on our hearts today um, to you. Lord, in, in this time, we bring those who are sick, those who are suffering, um, those who are grieving, and those who are in other need. Lord, we pray for your healing, your wholeness, your comfort, and your peace. We thank you, Lord, for those who dedicate their lives to caring for others. We think of the uh, our own National Health Service, the um, doctors and nurses and other staff in our hospitals, in our general practices, and, and those who are carers, whether carers in care homes or at home. Lord, we pray that you would bless them in their work and help them, and especially those who are going through difficulties or stressful times, that you would give them strength and peace. And Lord, we thank you for all those who help to support us through uh, different times of our lives. And we pray, Lord, that you would help us to be faithful in our prayers for others and to be people that would bring hope to others. We thank you for your church throughout the world. We thank you for that you continue to work through your church to bring light into the darkness, to bring hope to the hopeless. And Lord, we ask that uh, you would um, continue to bless uh, the work of your church here and in, in our local area through all the fellowships around us. We pray that you would help us to be faithful in sharing the good things that you have done in our lives. And we pray all these things through Jesus Christ our Lord who taught us to pray saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, we're going to have our next hymn. Now, this is a, a new new hymn probably to many people. Um, so um, you, you're welcome to, to join in or if you prefer just to, to listen to the words, um, that's okay as well. And uh, you're welcome to stand for the hymn, uh, King of My Heart.
gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me book of John, reading uh, verses 1 to 5 and then on to 14 to 18. John chapter 1 at the start. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him Nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And at verse 14, The word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, We have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son who is himself God and is the closest relationship with the Father has made him known. And our second reading is from James chapter 1, reading verses 19 to 27. James chapter 1. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent 
and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks in at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Amen. May God bless this reading from his holy word. We're going to praise God now. We're going to sing mission praise number 1072 in Christ alone.
Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for those wonderful words that we have that security in Christ that nothing can pluck us from your hands. We thank you, Lord, for that assurance that you promised to be with us when we put our hand of faith in yours. Lord, we thank you for your word that speaks to us. And we ask, Lord, that by your spirit you would speak to us this day, that we may know your voice speaking to our hearts and our minds, and that you would renew us by your truth, that we may have the strength to live as your servants, as your children, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in recent weeks we've been thinking about the importance of God's word. And last week we were thinking about how well we listen to God's word and how well we pay attention to God's word in order to receive what God has to say to us. Well, this week we're going a step further. We're going to be thinking about how we live out God's word how we not only hear and receive what God wants to say to us, but how we act on what we hear. To use a well-known phrase, it's about how we walk the talk. Because while our world is full of words, at the end of the day, it's what we do with God's word that really shows how our faith is alive and active. It's what we do with what we hear. So how does God's word break through into the way that we think and act and speak? How does it become a living word that transforms us? Well, we find our answer in one of the most amazing and mind-blowing truths in the Bible, which the Apostle John shares in chapter 1, verse 14 of his gospel. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. It's this outstanding truth that God has come to be with us through his son, Jesus Christ, that is at the heart of every part of our faith. He came to save us from our sins, to make a way for us to receive God's forgiveness and the gift of his Holy Spirit, so that we can have fullness of life in God's presence forever. Jesus didn't come to give us more rules to follow. He didn't come to give us new tips on how to follow the rules we already had. He came to show us a new and living way to live with God beside us at every step of the way. Jesus, the living embodiment of everything God has said or will say, the word became flesh so that we can know God's loving presence with us always. So it's not just about hearing and listening to God's word, important as that is. God speaks to us because he wants a conversation he wants us to live with him and not just for him. In other words, true religion 
is the outworking of a relationship with God. True religion is the outworking of a relationship with God. Unfortunately, we can so easily get the impression it's all about what we do for God and become like the older son in Jesus' parable of the lost son. Now, to remind you that the older son kept busy for his father, but there wasn't very much closeness in their relationship. And so that when the younger son returned from the far country, having squandered the father's uh, possessions, the older son, rather than being glad, became resentful and refused to come to the party his father was giving to celebrate the return of his lost son. Well, the point Jesus was making is that the older son in the parable um, was, was there, but really wasn't there with his father. And the father representing God wants us all to draw close so that we may know the joy and peace of his loving presence with us. It's not that what we do isn't important. It's just that we need to get things in the right order. Good works, the things that we do for God, are meant to flow from knowing God in the first place. It's never about trying to work our way to God because we can never do that. We're we're not ever going to be good enough for God. That's why God sent his son, as it says, to fill us with his grace and his truth. His grace and his truth. Grace to empower our lives and truth to set us free. And that's what brings us real life and freedom. John's Gospel tells us very clearly that it's in Jesus, God's Son, the living Word of God, that we find this life and grace and truth. It says, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in the closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. I wonder if sometimes we, we, live, our faith, faith, uh, we live our faith as though God has left us to do everything by ourselves. I remember a, a few years ago, I... Uh, many years ago, I should say, I, I went uh, on a holiday to the Mediterranean and I decided to try scuba diving. And I went with others and we all got our wetsuits and masks and oxygen tanks and the gear that we needed to put on and we were given instruction and we got ready to go on the dive. However, the most essential thing that happened was that we didn't go on the dive alone we each had an instructor to dive with us. And that was so important because we, couldn't, uh, we didn't know what to do if we got into difficulty, if we tried to go by ourselves, not being used to things, and if we'd struggled, we would have literally been in too deep to save ourselves. Now, life is so much more challenging than, than going for a scuba dive or, or something else like that. 
And yet we often live as though all we need to do is listen once to the instructions and then we'll be all right. We'll work it out as we go. And yet what we all need is is someone to be with us all the way. We need someone with the experience to lead us and to help us through our lives. The good news is that that's exactly what Jesus offers to us, to be with us always by the presence of his Holy Spirit. For only in God's presence will we have all the direction and strength that we need to follow God's word, to live it out. The power to follow Jesus comes from the peace of his presence. And the more we know of God's loving presence with us, the greater our love for others will be too. As the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5.14, it's Christ's love that compels us and motivates us to live out and to act out our faith. God's invitation to us then is not primarily to to work for him. God's invitation to us is primarily to come and walk with him. It's not to work for him. It's to come and walk with him. And if we remember nothing else from today, let's remember this. God invites us first and foremost to walk with him. The work that we do flows out of that relationship. If we start with good works, at best we'll run out of steam. But more importantly, unless we respond to Jesus' invitation to have an ongoing relationship with God through him, we miss the everlasting life God has for us, which we can only know in his presence. The letter of James reminds us of the dangers of not living out our faith in our words and our actions, but part and parcel of that is that we humbly accept the word planted in us, as it says in, verse, in chapter 1, verse 21. It's only as we have this ongoing conversation with our living Lord who speaks his words of life and grace and truth that we'll find what we need to do what God's word says to us. We were thinking last week about God's word being like seed being sown in different, different uh, types of soil. For the seeds of God's word which have been sown into our hearts to go deeper and to take root. We need to have that ongoing conversation with God. We need to keep hearing from him and keep speaking to him, giving him our burdens, receiving his promises. And as those roots of his word go deep in our hearts, just as in the natural world, the roots have to go down then the fruit of good works will start to blossom and grow. And these will come from the love of Christ in us. And that will flow out in our lives 
and into the lives of others. So let's finish by reminding ourselves of this challenge given in James chapter 1, to be not only hearers of God's word, but to do what it says as we look into God's perfect law of love, his words to us, and continue the conversation with him. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Amen. Let's pray together. Loving Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the living word of God and that you came to us to dwell among us and that you have promised to be with us always by your spirit, that you invite us into that ongoing relationship, that conversation with you, where we hear your words of life, and we respond with our words in prayer. And Lord, we ask that uh, as we listen to these truths of your word today, that you would help us to remember, to listen, and to respond to you, that we might grow in that love, in these seeds of love that you have planted in us, that we might be reminded of all your gracious gifts to us. We thank you, Lord, for dying in our place on the cross. We thank you that you rose again and overcame death, that you overcame sin and the powers of evil. We thank you, Lord, that you give us the strength we need to follow you and to not only listen, but to obey to do what you say, to walk the talk. So Lord, help us and strengthen us in our daily lives. Draw us close. Help us to walk with you. For we pray this in your name. And gracious God, we thank you for all your goodness and your continuing generous provision in our lives. For you are the source of all that is good and true, and you delight to provide for your children. And so, Lord, as we bring our gifts and offerings to you this day, we ask that you would use them and us to further your kingdom in this parish and beyond for the praise of your glory, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We close our service of worship with our final hymn, a hymn of response to God. Take my life and let it be. Mission praise number 624. i
Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you this day and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>